Society has a lot to say about what men are and what they should be. But what does God say about all of this? The Rock Podcast with Dennis is a place where discussions arise about fatherhood, the struggles of manhood, living a life of integrity, character building, which are all based off of biblical principles for practical application. So sit back and experience 30 minutes of The Rock Podcast with Dennis. Real talk with real men. Hey, brothers, this is Dennis of the Rock Podcast coming at you once again. Man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, but I'm glad I'm back in the saddle. And uh, and I know it took, it wasn't even a short break. It was, if you see, if you hear singing, that's my daughter singing in the background. So we're just going to have to roll with it. But no, glad you are on this to listen. And I believe, um, I want to share some of my heart. I want to continue to overcoming fear, fears, uh, you know, um, the overcoming fears, um, um, you know, series of that, that, you know, that we're going to continue on. I just wanted to def, I definitely want to go in and talk about, um, uh, talk about fear, uh, cause men deal with different type of fears in the last podcast. I talked about, you know, uh, just want to set, set the foundation for, uh, the spirit of fear and talk about the spirit of fear, how fear has torment and how it causes torment and how it affects you. And it affects your, your, your psyche and it affects your, your emotional state and how, you know, when you're, when you're developed, when you are in God's developed love and his perfect, that means well-developed, fully developed love. And I'm not saying that you're going to be developed fully made fully direct fully and you know you're not going to be perfect but you you can get to the place where you're so developed and you're so dependent on god's love that you know fear may be present but you have the courage to go past the fear that's uh easily trying to you know easily besets you so all of us deal with fear in some form or fashion but true you know, a true, a true courage is when you can press past the fear because God to give you the courage to press past the fear. I don't want to hear nobody tell me that they don't, they don't have any fear. You know what I'm saying? You got some, you're a human being, you deal with some kind of fear. You did, you have a fear, you deal with some things, but you, you just don't let the spirit of fear overtake you, praise God. And you don't let it, you know, oppress you because you know that you have, you have fully well-developed, you know, love in Christ and that, that the more love the more you allow God's love to fill you up the more you the less fear you have it's still present but you don't let it hold you captive or cause torment to you amen so let's keep going so I want to talk about the, the fear of rejection the fear of rejection and so is is real y'all um the fear of rejection is real and jesus went through it in my context my particular scripture i want to definitely go into i want to talk i want to go to isaiah chapter 53 verse 3 and we can actually go to verse uh you know verse 1 of chapter 3 i mean chapter 53 verse 1 and it says who has believed our report to whom has the arm of the lord been revealed for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant so it's talking about jesus as a root out of dry ground he has no form of god for he has no form of comeliness as when we see him so nothing really attracts you to jesus based on his physical uh you know 
who he is is not something that you you'll see him like you know you i'm pretty sure you know jesus his spirit his 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 his, his spirit uh made him um you know attracted to attracted and everything but um but but the thing is what we're dealing with there is uh you know it's just saying that jesus was in his human form um and he was uh you know and he was just a regular he was a regular person like me and you praise god but i just wanted to you know talk about that and if you look at that particular scripture let's go back to it it says when he when we come when we see him there was no beauty that we should desire him so again you know jesus was somebody that you're seeing and you was like okay there you go but it was the it was the his love that drew people to him it was his spirit it was his, it was his, his compassion his, his love that attracted to him he says he is despised rejected by men and a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as we hid as it were our faces from him he does he was despised and we did not esteem him verse 4 it says surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken and spent by god afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities and then the chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed that is so magnificent because it, it just lets us know that you may be dealing with rejection you may be dealing with a group of people rejecting you or you know your family may reject you you may you may uh deal with uh you know uh you know you may feel rejected in your marriage maybe feel rejected on your job but jesus he knows what it is to be rejected he was rejected simply because he was trying to do the right thing by by his father and that's to bring bring forth a revolution of love and power and blessings and and the people's heart was so hard that they rejected him so when i think about this it, it really it really blesses me because i dealt with a lot of rejection growing up uh you know i dealt with rejection and i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very honest with you uh i felt more so rejection now my dad and you know i know people say you bring up you bringing up your pops my dad was a great man man he was a great great he was a great great guy but my dad you know it, it, he planted that seed of rejection but i will say that from that point on you know me and my when my when me and my dad i i knew i found out what rejection looked at what looked like when i um when i when i dealt with my dad and, but the thing is even when my dad did that it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't a it was a scar and it was it was it was serious and it really it really rocked my world but i didn't know i didn't know it really scarred me you can get cut and i know you cut and so my dad did that my dad i got cut but my dad came and redeemed himself and he we got really close uh that the last 25 20 25 years of his life we got really close and so um you know so but the real rejection ha fam happened when i went when i went when I started becoming part of the church, the Capital C Church, I, I felt I, I dealt with a lot of rejection and, and it was it was uh, it caught me off guard, too. And it caught me off guard off of leaders where I thought they had my best interest at heart. But that's the thing. You don't put man, a man in the place where God belongs. And so I hear people say all the time, yeah, church hurt 
only hurt because you let people do it or, or heard that. Yeah, I agree to a certain degree. But the thing is, it's a certain level of trust you give people of influence in your life. Let me say that again. It's certain people in your life that has influence in your life that you allow in your life. And, you know, when you have a pastor or a bishop or a leader that gains your trust or you gain, they gain your trust. And then what happens is, and, and, and I'm not going to say that every pastor knowingly hurts you because no one knowingly hurts you. And you got to always put them on the other side that they're human. The thing that I really, really, really get upset about the American church, the Western church, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I think I'm saying Western church, the American church. We just have one way of what discipleship means. We have one way of looking at how Jesus is. They look at Jesus in this box and they say, Jesus only act like this. And then what happens from there, they, you know, a lot of these denominations that come out, they, they try, they form their own denomination to fit their thinking or to fit their comfort and say, this is how it should be. We do this, this, and this, you know, as long as we do with this, this, and this, we're, 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 we're looked upon as being holy or we are holy. We are pleasing to God because it makes it makes it a system so you got these systems in place and all churches have them they have a system in place and i know we i know churches have a have have to have order that's different than a system a system is something that's put in place and it, it goes in the place of god now you heard me talk about disruptor in my uh, other series but we put this system in place and say god bless this god's like no that's not how that's not how i flow now if you put something in place where holy ghost can flow there's order there's decency in order. I get that. But when you got systems in place that, that operates the same way, and then and then you got these things in place, what happens is the people are being shortchanged on their connection with God. They're not getting the benefit of flowing and getting connected to God. And it's it's a it's a system in place that's that works only for only for a minute, but eventually the people will feel disconnected. And so that's where I come, that's where I'm talking about. The, the 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 rejection comes in because you you go to ministries man and they do the same thing over and over again it be, it becomes redundant and you're like man i want more and the bible says grieve not the holy spirit but the thing is when you go to certain churches they don't know how to love they just know a system they just know we get up and praise god we sing a song we give a word and that's it you know what I'm saying? And a lot of and some pastors just be, I'm going to put, I'm going to be very, very, very transparent. They only know how to disciple from a pulpit. And, you know, they know how to disciple from a pulpit. They don't, a lot of times they don't know how to be in the trenches with people and walk through, walk through things with people. And so they only walk with you to a point. And so if they walk with you to a point, what happens is they say they're a pastor, but what happens is they're actually saying you know i'm a pastor in the pulpit and that's what i do i preach a, a good word on sunday and i and i give i give some stuff to the community i give money i give i give efforts but do you really know who i am and i'm not i'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just i know it's big churches out there i know you got mega churches out there they, you're not going to know all your members but do your members do your church feel the love do they feel love do they have people do you have people in place that you that you so into that you pour into to make them feel love it's a lot of rejected people out here. A lot of people that's blown away. Man, I was looking at this, 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 this the, the Hill song, the Secrets of Hill song. I felt so sorry for Carl Lynch, man. I felt so sorry for him because I, I, 
I, I can identify with Carl Lentz. It's just with me, I wasn't on the level of the level of influence. Could you imagine being at that level and you're being you're being criticized, you're being ostracized, and you're trying to do the best you can by what you what you have? You know what I'm saying? And you're and you're just this figure there where you're doing the pouring, but there's nobody pouring to you. And a lot of times where I hear about pastors and people that's in authority, when they fall and have a moral failure, they always say they dealt, they had a level of exhaustion. When you have a level of, ex of exhaustion, that you get, you get to the place where your senses are not all there, you're you're not as focused, and you and you you're, when you have body fatigue, man. <clears throat> excuse me, when you have body fatigue, it, it it can open you up to stuff where you're not rationally thinking, and 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 then the devil present opportunities to you, and then you'll be do you're making rational decisions. I'm not I'm not farting. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting back, you know, giving anybody a pass who, who, who commits adultery on your wife, but you, you're, you're, you know, your senses are not there. You're not all together. And then you don't have people around you to hold you accountable. Do you get a lot of yes people around you? And some of these ministries, some of these people in place, they've created cultures where if you don't say yes to what they say, they'll cut you dead. They'll fire you. They'll they, they write you off and they will reject you. And so. That's what frustrates frustrates sometimes with the American church because we don't know what it, we don't know true discipleship and love, including me. I'm still growing to know God breaking breaking down walls in my life to know. But 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 that that fear of rejection is real because you have a fear of if you be authentically who you are and you try to try to tell people I'm dealing with this issue, I need help. You will be looked upon differently. I'm telling you, man, I've dealt with it firsthand where I've been in churches. I've been in a church where I told them that I was dealing with depression, suicide ideations. Yes, I did deal with suicide ideations. I dealt with, I dealt with, I dealt with all, you know, depression and anxiety. I dealt with those things. And of course I got the therapy and the counseling I need. Yes, I do have a therapist and it's okay. It's, it's nothing unholy about having a counselor or a therapist. I do have one and she's the bomb. But you know, <clears throat> but the thing is, <clears throat> but the thing is, shout out to Seventh Seventh Wellness. You know, they they the bomb. She's the bomb. But what I'm saying is, when you're when you're put out there and you put yourself out there and say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this. They look at you differently. They say they view, you're not viewed as strong. You're, you're you're weak. You know, you you got too many issues. Your faith not strong. You're not spiritually healthy. When you are dealing with some real struggles. And then looking at the Hillsong thing, seeing what Carl Lentz went through and seeing what other people went through who volunteered and put their heart into the ministry and into their heart, into the church. They're so exhausted that that, you know, that they, you you give in, you hurt, you're, you're told to give into visions. You're told to to to, you know, to say yes to everything. But then what happens is when you say yes to everything, you have no is is, is no to you. So you don't have time to, to 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 have a Sabbath day. You don't have time to to refresh yourself. You don't have time with your family or your marriage because you're so busy giving to the church. And then what happens? What suffers? Your family suffer. That's why I purpose in my heart. Well, me and my wife, we 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 got to that season where we put we put ministry first. You know what I'm saying? But at the same, but but we had to make some we had to regroup because some things that that happened happened, and we was like, no, we gotta we gotta get back in this ship and do it the right way. So we said we ain't let nothing come in between our marriage or or what we going through or what we dealing with we going to keep our marriage tight and right and keep our kids tight and right but but I just want to talk about I want to I want to I want to key in on fear of rejection and how the church doesn't do anything to deal with that because 
until we until we deal with this these these this fear of of of, uh, of rejection, we would never ever embrace and be all that God needs us to be because we have a fear of people looking at us differently or causing us to call uh, or you know not want to do with us want anything to do with us or you know want to push to the kick us to the, kick us to the curb and just say hey you know you're not you're not spiritually healthy to be here you're not spiritually healthy i think you should i think you should leave i don't think you're good enough to be a part of this ministry but but the thing is they don't say that but it's, it's through their actions they say it it's certain ministries we love me and my wife some memo don't even call and say how are we doing they only say, hey, how you doing, man? What's, how, how's life going? And how's things going? But if you go out and blow your brains out and you kill yourself, then what happens is, oh, man, they show up to your funeral. But what gets me is that they don't say, they don't call and holler at you, but they will show up to your funeral and say, oh, Dennis was a good man. He was a good man. Fear of rejection. But I'm here to tell you that... Jesus, he, he paid the ultimate price. He was a man of sorrow. He paid the ultimate price. When my Lord and Savior <clears throat> went to the cross and he he was rejected and he was he was put his kid to the curb by man. He was he was left to be by himself. And even the father had to turn his back on Jesus. He said, Aloe, Eloi, Salakaban. I'm saying I'm just kind of messing up. He said, Father, Father, why have you rejected me? Because he's taking on the sins of the world. So God had to forsake him in that moment because he, you know, he, he can stand and miss that sin. But when Jesus took that stuff at the, at the cross for us, he finished it. He went to hell in our place and he finished it. So, so what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this, he finished it for us. It's done. And the thing is, it's, it's a, and we're, it's, it's the rejection is nailed to the cross, but that spirit is still real. And until we brace what Jesus did at the cross for us, and he he braced what his finished works are, we will always get in a in a in a in a cycle of rejection. And rejection will get it will go in you. It will it will it will affect your kids. It will affect your 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 bloodline. It could, because why? It's something that's that this, that Satan wants you to feel. He wants to feel like you're all by yourself. And that's one thing that we don't ever want to do. That's why God says it's not good that man should be alone. God, you that the relationships are needed. And so so you need to be around real people that accept you for who you are. Real believers, real Christ disciples that accept you for who you are. Jesus did it. Think about it. 12 disciples, they were 12 rejects. They were 12 misfits. People didn't people didn't look at a tax collector as a disciple. People didn't look at as a look at look at the doctor as a disciple. Heck, he even took in Judas, who was a thief. The Bible says that he he stole. He was a treasurer. You made this. You made the you made the thief a treasurer, and then he they said I think in one part of the scripture it said he stole from it. Matter of fact, Judas was the reason why, um, you know, the reason why the disciple. I mean, our disciple. That's he's one of the reasons why Satan. And then he, he opened up a door. He calls a little ruckus because the lady took the alabaster uh, box of oil, broke the oil on, on Jesus, and washed her feet, washed his, washed, washed, to, washed his, uh, his feet with her hair, <clears throat> you know. And so he did that. And you, in alabaster, oil, alabaster oil, you know, box of oil, very expensive oil. And but she did it because that was her Lord and Savior. She knew who he was. But then you had them in the back. You had disciples in the background saying. How she gonna waste a, a how she gonna waste one year worth of wages? She wasted, they used the word waste, one year worth of wages. Now, 
this is the son of God. They've been with this man. They've they seen him raise people from the dead. They seen him heal people, right? And they said he's wasting a alabaster box of oil, years' wages. And they said, guess who was heading that off? Judas was. Judas had it off. Judas, Judas' greed got before his revelation, his love for Jesus Christ. He got caught up in the money and what the money went meant, meant. And guess what happened? They said so. He got he got offended, and they said suddenly after that, Satan entered into into in, Satan entered into into Judas, so he could deceive Jesus. Well, that was all part of the plan anyway. But for Judas to allow satan to use him like that even though he had he stood close to jesus he stood close to him and he seen first firsthand how the son of god operate but he still rejected him he rejected him with a kiss but jesus still called him friend that's how much to learn that's how deep the mercy of god is jesus still called him friend even when he kissed him with it he still kissed him and that's why judas said i've 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 betrayed or I've, I've betrayed an innocent man. Because why? Jesus, Jesus always walked in love. He didn't, re he, he didn't, he didn't even reject Judas. Judas rejected himself. Judas can get over the fact that he, he was the reason why Jesus, he, he caused an innocent man's life to be taken because of his greed. Even Peter, Peter wept bitterly when he rejected Jesus. Jesus looked right at him. But Jesus came back for him. And I'm gonna tell you something, man. What I what I try to do in my heart, I try to I try to go after people. But I, I tell people this. I only go as far as you allow me to go. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Holy Spirit. I'm just I'm led, I'm led by Holy Spirit. I can only go as far as you allow me. And what I mean by that is, what I what I what I, what I mean by that is, what I what I mean by that is, I only go as I only go as 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 far as you allow me to go. You know, praise God. Hallelujah. And if you don't want me, I'm not going to push myself on you. Because why? That's not that's that's not what I'm going to do. But if you have me, I'll be in your life. But if you don't want me, I, I think I told one brother one time, we were walking out some things. I say, hey, if you're, gonna, if, you don't, if you're not serious about this, well, don't waste my time. Because my time is valuable. You know what I mean? And so all of us men, we deal with fear of rejection. I don't care who you are. But... Get yourself in the place, man, where and fear is a real spirit. It's a real spirit. The Bible says, based on the last you know episode, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Yeah. So, so, so what happens is that's my mom texting me. So now, so what you're dealing with it is it's a, it's a spirit, but rejection. How can I describe rejection? Rejection is birthed out of fear. I believe fear is the mother of everything. It's the root of everything, but Rejection is one of the one of the one of the one of the children of fear. And so when you reject people, when you when you reject it, it's 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 absolutely it's absolutely messed up. I still deal with deal with it every now and then. Feeling fear of being left out, uh being feeling left out, feeling alone, feeling by yourself. And I and I didn't I didn't see how I didn't un, I didn't understand rejection until I was I was rejected by the church, by leaders of the church. And you got people that huddle up. They huddle up. They huddle they they huddle up. And what they do is they huddle up. And when they huddle up, praise God, um, you know, people that don't even know who you are reject you. I was uh listening to, to Tim Ross 
that's one of my dudes, man. I love, I love me some Tim Ross. That's my dude. I want to, he just don't know, man. He's one of my mentors. I don't want to actually meet the dude one day, Tim Ross, uh, from the basement. And man, he's, he's just a bomb. I love him. I've been, I've been following Tim Ross since the days of, uh, Gateway, Gateway. Uh, I just seen, I just recently seen his message that he did at Potter's house. But I just, I really, I really uh, got to know him, you know, following him at with Gateway Church and then all the way through uh, when he went to NBC City, then he, he he preached at Transformation Church, being the apostolic overseer there. And then uh, where he's at now, where he's doing his podcast, he just, he's doing his thing. And, um, and one of the things that I love about his podcast, he's just, he's just authentic and real. He's, he's authentic and real and he kicks it and he, it's, it's. It is, it's, he's been get he, he, he's, he, it was a, it was a, it was a particular, it was a particular gentleman that, that, uh, that got on there and said some things about him and talked about, you know, it was very judgmental about what he said and, you know, what he did and everything and things of that nature. So rather than looking at the impact he's made, he's looking at one video and saying this, he's bait, the person who judged, judged them was basing, base was basic, was basing who the person was based on one video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course I don't agree with everything people do, Tim Ross or whatever, but that's still my brother in Christ. And my mother always my, my mother always told me that when 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 you're talking about people, praise God, you never air your dirty laundry in front in front of other people. You talk about it behind closed doors privately. I I I, I can't stand when I see uh, you know, when I see, you know, people busting people out on the on the media or you know saying them by name or just i don't like that talk to the person personally and then talk 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 about it behind closed doors because what happens is you're giving that person one-on-one time and you 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 getting to know that person but if you don't know who i am and you're you're criticizing me like the people i say rejected me i know them <laughs> I, I know i know them you know say so i've dealt with some rejection for the people i know and you know and i'm not trying to put nobody on front street but i've I, I know the people I know that rejected me and you know who you are to a certain degree, but, but, but I forgive, I forgiven those people, but I'm, I forgiven those people, but I'm just talking about the spirit of rejection because it's something that's, it makes you feel it's a dark darkness and a heaviness that will drive you to suicide. I was almost driven to suicide because I got rejected by people while I trusted and I thought I trusted. I mean, man, it's like getting cut at your juggler and then and then you're bleeding to death and the person looking at you like you know what are you done yet <laughs> that that's how rejection feel and so i still have scars of rejection dealing with that stuff but 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 god has given me a holy salve baby and a holy and and, and a holy salve and a, and a love and, a, and an acceptance that has healed me in so many areas so what i do i wouldn't i won't do that to a brother i won't reject him only way i reject him is if he, if he reject me but even then I leave the door open because why that's my brother. That's my sister. You know what I mean? You don't reject, you don't reject anybody unless they're trying to kill you or do something to your family. You kind of, you know, like I ain't dealing with you no more. I ain't fooling with you wrong no more. Cause I'm, I don't like drama, but what I'm saying is to reject you for no reason, because I don't agree with you or I don't say yes to you, or I don't, I'm not kissing your tail or, uh, we have a disagreement. That's the wrong thing to do. And so I didn't know how real rejection was until I got rejected by spiritual leadership in the church. And it, it, it ripped off a whole nother scab where it just tore me up. And that re the recovery from that thing took me, it took me a minute to overcome 
uh, into me, into, 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 it took me disconnected from that church, disconnected from those people and really having God see me. And when, and when, and, and, and when, when, and when I actually got a revelation, when God told me, he told me this one thing, he said, never, ever put a, put, put a man in a place where I belong. He told me that one, in that one moment. And he said, you put those, those people in places of authority of being the idol. They were your idol. You know, don't make a pastor, bishop, spiritual leader, an idol because they're going to miss it. They're going to let you down. But the biggest thing that you put people at, you put a, you put people in a, in a, in a, in a, in a in a area of respect and honor, I, I, I will always honor the people that I that 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 have led me to the Lord and and did things. I will always honor them, but but I'm gonna be I'm gonna always strive to uh, love people where they at, not reject them, and not get and not, and not kick them to the curb. But I will tell you that when I got a revelation that Jesus took that rejection from me at the cross and only one I got, all I care about is two people accepted me. And this is the thing that freed me fam. This is, this is the thing that freed me. Only two people, only two things that I care about that love me and care about me is God and my family. That's it. And what, and when you had the mentality that God and your family, I mean, your wife and kids, as long as they accept you, man, everything, everything else is just addition to what you already have. I got a relationship with Jesus Christ. He loves me no matter what. And then on top of that, my family loves me. My wife, she, that's my baby. That's my boo-boo. That's my boo. She loves me. Then everything else follow from, follow, you know, kind of flow there. And God is sending you people that got your back. I got an awesome small group. Shout out to Iron Shepherd's Iron. Got an awesome small group I'm a part of. Authentic, real, and transparent. We're a work of art, baby. Ephesians 2.10. We are creating it. We are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus unto good works so we may walk in them. So being authentic, real, and transparent, a work of art, being around good brothers, and God has sent you to the people around you to bless you. Amen. But hey, fam, that's it for me. And it went back fast, didn't it? It didn't. It. But um, I'm glad you were able to tune in. It's good to be back. We're going to continue the series. I may continue this. But this is Dennis with the Raw Podcast. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. And um, and follow me. I'm on Spotify. I'm on uh, Apple and those things. But follow me on there. And um, I'm, I'm going to rock out of here. But this is Dennis again with the Dennis with the Raw Podcast. Casting off of here. And I will see y'all once again. Be blessed. We hope you enjoyed this last episode of The Rock Podcast with Dennis, Real Talk with Real Men. Would you like to stay connected with Dennis? Here are his social handles. IG, it is DC3Rising, and Facebook, Dennis Crawford III. We hope that you've enjoyed yourself and that you will be back. God bless.